Welcome to Beach Island Church. Uh, if you don't know who we are, we are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I say that every week, and I probably get to be in a broken record, but I don't care because it reminds me of who we are. And that we stand in this truth, and we, and we seek this truth in no man's. We follow this, and, and we'll get it wrong. But that's where we come together as an independent, non-denominational church and say, hey, hey, let's get back to truth. Maybe you were a little off, but come back and I'll listen. I pray and I'll come back. But this is what we, this is what we take from. This is our guide. This is where all of our truth is from. And I pray that all of you are seeking it. All of you are not just letting this be a book that you carry on Sunday morning, but a book that you dig into a book that you read, a book that it, it makes you have questions, a book that lights you on fire, a book that is the living truth, the living Word. And we can read it and learn more about our amazing God. And we can grow in our relationship with Him. And it's amazing. And it's awesome. And so I want to encourage you to be reading it, to be in it. Do not let it just be a book. Let it be something that you desire and you read. And if you have it, open it up to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to tell you, uh, the Lord put a little something different on my heart to preach. And it's good. And I'm excited about it. And uh, we got to work through the first part of Ephesians well, really, to, to verse 14, but we're going to do 13 and 14 again today, because <laughs> it's just so full of goodness uh, that we can't just go on. So we're going to read Ephesians chapter 1, verses uh, 13 uh, to through 23, but while you're opening that, let's go to him in prayer. Father, Father, we thank you so much for your word, and we pray I pray right now that, that we take it seriously, that we take it literal where we're supposed to take it literal. And Lord, I pray that you give us the guidance in that and the knowledge in your word. And God, I pray that, that we desire it, that we have a craving within us that, that drives us to your word to seek it and read it. And, and if we don't understand it, we just keep coming back to it. We just keep coming back to it. Lord, give us that craving inside of us that we want to do that. And that when we start reading it, man, it just becomes, just as you say, the alive, your living Word. And, I, and God, I just thank You. Thank You that we have it. I thank You for this epistle to the Ephesians that we can read and the words that are written in it. Lord, I thank You. And I just pray that we gain understanding today and that we seek the intimacy of relationship that You desire with each one of us. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Ephesians, starting verse 13. In Him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. 
Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of His glory, of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places." far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And He put all things, all things under His feet and gave Him to be head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Amen, amen, amen. There is a lot there. And it is good, and we won't get to all of it today, I promise you, but we're going we're gonna to try to attack it. I want to start in verse 13. Last week we talked about in Him you, you is talking to Gentiles, to us, also trusted. And it says, after you heard the word of truth. And then it goes on to say what the word of truth is. The gospel of your salvation. It's laying it all out there. He, he says, trusted first. Trusted in this word that it is the gospel of the salvation. In whom also having believed. You see, they trusted. And then they believed. They believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. They believed that He was raised from the grave. They believed that He went to the cross for them and they believed that He absolutely was the Messiah, the Christ. And it says, having believed, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I think we take this too lightly or maybe we forget what we are sealed by. But maybe we don't understand what sealed means. So I, I, I want to do a little, little experiment here. I have a cup of water right here. I don't think it's sealed. I would like to throw it at somebody if they'd raise their hand just to see if it's sealed. No, I'm just joking, right? Like, <laughs> no, you can't point at other people. This is, <laughs> it's open, right? This cup of water there is nothing holding the water in, and there's, well, besides the, the surrounding, right? But there's no lid on it. There's no seal. So water can come out, more water can go in, anything else can go in, mud, dirt, everything else, right? It's open. But what about this? It's a bottle of water, right? There's this little deal up here around the top that I think they call it a seal. And it says, if it's broken, don't drink it. Well, why not? Especially in Mexico. That's right. 
Why can't you drink it if it's broken? Because it's the broken seal and you don't know if something's in or out of it. Now, if I threw this at you, you wouldn't care, right? Well, you might if you weren't paying attention, but it's not going to get you all wet like that. You can put this in your cooler, drive down the road. You know when you get to wherever you're going, you can pull it out of your cooler and it's going to be sealed because the water did not come out of it and nothing went in it. That cup of water, if you put it in your cooler right there, when you get to where you're going, I don't know what's going to be in it. But this is sealed. Completely. Do we understand that that is the Holy Spirit within you? That when it says that you are sealed, it is sealed. Nothing's coming in and nothing's going out. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this, church. One time, one time, when you believe, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do it over and over and over again. It is one time you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You know, it says that when you believe that you are born again, that you're saved, right? Saved means born again. If you were born, can you undo that? Can you go back inside the womb? Maybe we read that somewhere in the Word. You can't. You can't undo birth. So if you're reborn, can you redo birth? No. Once saved, you are saved. You walk in Him. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit and you don't have to keep going back and back and back to accept Jesus Christ into your heart because He's already there and sealed so that He can't, so it can't leave and nothing else can come in. Sealed by the Holy Spirit. How good is that? How good is that? Because we fall short of the glory of God. We will mess it up. It doesn't matter how bad you've messed it up. The Holy Spirit is still sealed within you. You see, we want to turn it into a relationship thing, but it's not really a relationship thing. It's a fellowship thing. The relationship between you and God is sealed when you believe. It's done. He, he, you are His. You are a child of God. You see, just like when you are born, you are a son of a father. When you are born again, you are a son of, or daughter, of the Father. You are a child of God. And just like when, in our human flesh, as children, we will, we will mess up a relationship with our parents, right? We will, we will fall short of their expectation. That doesn't mean the relationship is gone, though. No, it means the fellowship. It's the same thing with God. When we fall short of the glory of God, our fellowship may get a little messed up on our part, but the relationship doesn't change. He still loves you. He still adores you. He is still jealous for you. He loves you. And you are still sealed by the Holy Spirit. 
And it says, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, of our inheritance, the guarantee. You see, because when you are sealed, now you have the guarantee, which cannot be taken from you. It is the guarantee that you will have an inheritance. That inheritance is God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit to join together with them in heaven. And do we understand that? We talked a little bit about in class that, that man, what, what about that lack of faith? That lack of faith of, of well, I, I hope I've done enough. I, I hope that I've prayed hard enough for Jesus to come into me. I, I hope that all these things, that our flesh gets in the way of Jesus. It's not about that. He says, when you trust in this, in His Word, and you believe, and you believe, you are saved. You're born again, and you are sealed with the Holy Spirit and given a guarantee. It's not one of them Walmart warranties either, all right? It, it, it's not a, a partial warranty. It's not a, a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. It's a lifetime of eternity guarantee. I want you to stand on that. I want you to know that. I want you to know that it is all Him that gives you that seal and you can't break the seal and it's His guarantee. His guarantee. You don't have to keep coming back to get resealed. who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. That's you. The purchased possession is you. He already paid the price at the cross for you. All sin. All past, present, future, whatever. I said that wrong, but I don't care. It's all sin. All sin. He's paid for. It is purchased. You are purchased to the praise of His glory. It doesn't say you. It doesn't say anybody else. It doesn't some, say some pastor's name in there. It says praise to His glory. His glory and His glory alone. Not any man. Not any man. And then he goes on, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. You see, it's not just about coming to Him and then just going on about life. But it's coming to Him and being sealed by the Holy Spirit and then our desire in our heart to walk with Him more and more and more and becoming more and more sanctified. We'll never get all the way there till we're in the promised land. But we desire to be more and more like Him. And that's why He's saying, look here, I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. Not the knowledge of man, not the knowledge of anything else, but the knowledge of Him, this book right here. I'm asking you this morning, are you picking this book up and reading it? 
Are you being serious about it? Are you digging into His Word? Are you digging into His truth? And when you don't understand it, it's okay to ask questions. I ask questions all the time. My wife gets tired of it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> ask questions. Dig. Seek. Read. And the more you read, the more your craving will become. The more you read, the more you want to read. He goes on to say, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your spirit, the, the eyes internally that want to see <clears throat> the understanding, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. Hope right here means guarantee. I want you to know that. It's not a, it's not a wish. It's a promise. It's a promise. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power? See, what I didn't say earlier is that this, the same power, and I think all all y'all know this, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that you are sealed with. The same power that rose Him from the grave is the same one that's within you. Leading you, guiding you, giving you knowledge, giving you the power to overcome. Which He worked, and He goes on to explain it, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. See, it's saying the same power. That power that raised Him from the grave. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And He put all things under His feet. And gave Him to be head over all things to the church. Listen to me this morning, church. No matter what's got a hold of you, no matter what sin might be in your life, no matter what's dragging you away from from the intimacy of relationship with God and the fellowship that, uh, that goes with it, whatever's dragging you away, whatever's trying to bring you down, He's got power over it. You don't, but He does. And He is within you. He is sealed within you. So are you calling on the power of our Savior and the Holy Spirit that, with, that lives within you. To put all that stuff that's trying to take you away from the fellowship with God and put it where it belongs, under His feet. Are we doing it? Are we being serious about it? <clears throat> I tell you what, this was a good reminder for me. <clears throat> we all battle. We are at war. Nobody is immune to it that walks this earth today. Nobody. So, you, so know that when you're falling short, there's other people around you that are experiencing the same thing. But as we read this morning in 1 John, we have an advocate. An advocate to cover us, to bring us back into the fellowship, 
But it says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church is you. The church is you. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up, but this is what I want you to hear this morning, church. That it is all him. It is all him that saves us that seals us. It is Him and Him alone. I, I want everybody to know that it's by believing in Him, believing in Him that you are saved. And He takes it from there. When you believe in Him, He takes it from there and He gives you everything you need to battle. He gives you the Holy Spirit and He seals it within you so that you can know, you can know, you can know that you are saved. You don't need to question whether you are saved. You don't need evidence to know that you are saved. Your evidence is that you confessed and you believed and that is your evidence. You don't need any more. I don't care what any man tells you. That is your evidence. Stand in it. Stand in the fact that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and He lives within you. It's all Him. It's all Him. And if you have, if you have not made that choice to believe in Him and be sealed by the Holy Spirit, today's the day. Today, don't let another day go by. And if you're doing that, I would love to pray with you. I'd love to talk with you. But if you have made that choice to believe in him, I want you to stand in the fact that you are saved. And it doesn't matter if you've fallen short, if you've stepped away from that fellowship with God. It doesn't matter. He's right there with you. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and you can step back into that fellowship today. And I want to encourage you to do that today. If you feel that brokenness, between you and him. Today, walk in the light of Jesus Christ and know that you are sealed. Believe it, know it. Trust it. Because he is good. He is oh so good. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that it's all you. Because because our flesh is corrupt, <clears throat> but you are not. You are good. You are oh so good, and you tell us <clears throat> that if we believe in you, we are saved. We are born again. We are a child of God. We are heirs with you, Jesus. And I just pray right now that we understand that when that takes place, we are sealed by you. Until the day of promise. And then we get our inheritance that you have guaranteed us. Because we believe in you. But knowing that heaven awaits for the day when we don't walk this earth anymore. And we don't have to worry about if that's a hope 
or, or a wish. No, we know it's truth because you tell us that heaven awaits. Our inheritance awaits. And we're sealed by the Holy Spirit and given that guarantee that it awaits. God, thank you. Help us to walk in that. Help us to, to be bold in that. God, thank you. And I pray that if there's anybody here today that needs lifted up in prayer, Lord, that they, they seek that out, that we lift them up, that they just come forward and we, we lift them up in prayer, Lord. If there's anybody online that's listening and they need prayer, that they would reach out. That they would reach out because, Lord, we want to be praying for them just as Paul said that he was praying for the Ephesians. Lord, we want to pray for them. God, thank you, thank you, thank you that you are the God of all, the God of all creation, the God who sent his one and only son to die for us so that we can have eternal life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.